0: Romans chapter 6, you pray for us, starting with verse 1. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us, as were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into His death? Therefore we are buried with Him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should also walk in the newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of His death, we shall also be also in the likeness of His resurrection, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with Him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin." Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we should also live with Him. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more, death hath no dominion over Him. For in that He died, He died unto sin once, but in that He liveth, He liveth unto God. One verse, and this is where I'm going to take my thought probably from Acts chapter 22. um, Acts chapter 22 and verse 16. And this is Ananias speaking to the Apostle Paul. And he says, And now why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. I've been thinking this week and um, trying to decipher and determine what the Lord had for this service. And, um, and I said I'm so thankful to see our visitors here and um, but I, I, I've thought uh, about what we're doing as a church today, uh, going down to the water's edge. That's uh, um, and I, so. I, I thought about, um, and I'll be honest: when I was uh, baptized, uh, even I didn't fully understand what was taking place. I mean, I knew the Lord was moving me to join. I knew that. Uh, I knew that baptism was an outward expression of an inward change. I, I knew all of that, but. Uh, but uh, uh, sometime over the over the last several years, we as and Baptist is our name, but we as Baptists have probably failed to explain uh, the whys of baptism and uh, and why do we do it and and what what's the point of any of it and what does it mean and uh, surely there's more to it than just some kind of ceremony and 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 I realize today that uh, that. Uh, that it's a uh, over the events of the last week or so, there are uh, there are uh, people that have questions and uh, about valid baptism, and I'm not going to get into all of that, but I do in case. That is affecting some of you that are here. Uh, let me just say this in my stance, and and we talked about this in Sunday school. But uh, let me first say that we as Lafayette Missionary Baptist Church are uh, are an independent body, and and so we have the right and the authority to uh, to do things uh, according to the scripture that we believe. Uh, uh, and other churches have that same right. So so what other churches do, they they don't affect Lafayette; they affect them. But uh, but it does affect in the sense that in the sense that uh, uh, many people are, are rightfully so upset. So uh, let me just uh, very briefly... Uh, and I said this in Sunday school. We were talking about joining a church. We opened the doors of the church. They're still open for membership this morning. And, uh, and so if the Lord is leading you, we'd love to have you. And, and I know that uh, that in our culture that we're in now, that uh, you say, well, if I join Lafayette, what will happen? Uh, Brother David gave you some sound advice a moment ago. He said, follow the leadership and the Spirit of the Lord. If you do that, I promise you, He will richly bless you for it. And whatever happens at uh, at, your, at the other churches, uh, uh, that, that'll be for them to deal with. But I, I'm here to counsel you today. Uh, God has called me to do this in this ministry. Uh, and uh, the message is to be obedient unto the Spirit of the Lord. And so, uh, so we were talking in Sunday school about, about letters. We just granted letters of recommendation. Uh, we have taken that. You don't have to agree with this. This is my belief. Uh, as a Baptist, we have taken that to the nth degree uh, from what God intended that to be. Uh, You can search the New Testament over and over. and You do find a mention of the word letters but that's all they are. Letters of recommendation that Paul wrote saying you don't know these people uh, but I do. And because you know me, I'm vouching for them. Uh, That's all that was. Uh, uh, When we have a candidate present themselves as a member here, uh, we know them already. We know who they are. We know who baptized and what church they were from, and so the letters of recommendation uh, are just that—they're not. Uh, they don't hold ownership. The does not hold ownership over our members. Uh, when we're required or requested, it's the right thing to do. It's the cordial thing to do. Uh, but we don't own you, and so any time you unite with another church, it's incumbent upon us to do just that. Uh, but at any rate, uh, the 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 uh, uh, the reception of members and that we've just taken that so far. Uh, There are things that are uh, traditions of men and we have made the traditions of men uh, greater in some cases than the commandments of God. Amen. Amen. That's right. We have become so pharisaical uh, that if everybody doesn't do exactly like we do, uh, we're just going to cut them off and uh, we have become pharisaical. Now, having said that, let me say this. This is a caution and a warning we do not need to talk ill of our brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. We don't need to do that. I know it's tempting and enticing and, 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 and sometimes righteous and uh, indignation can build up. Uh, but let me caution you as members of Lafayette, you're under our umbrella and our authority. Uh, you better not be found out in the town gossiping about going on to other places. Uh, this is not the right thing to do Amen. and so so having said that and now we're getting into what is baptism why why do I need to join a church and i've said this for a while now but we as Baptists, even though it's in our name, and I know we don't want to get uh, we don't want to get accused of being Church of Christ-like, and I understand all of that. Uh, but we have so devalued what baptism is, and you would think with the name of Baptists we would promote that. Uh, but over the course of my life, I'll tell you what we've done to it: uh, we have considered that uh, an optional thing. Uh, we have considered that not essential and uh, not necessary. Another words it's just an option. Uh, uh, it is it's not essential to salvation it's not uh, but let me say this It is absolutely essential to obedience. It is absolutely essential in serving the Lord. It is absolutely essential for the Bible says repent and be baptized. You can find in different places in the early church that's exactly what they would do. Peter cautioned them, preached to them. Three thousand were saved. They said what shall we do? And Peter said repent and be baptized. And they that gladly received His Word and repented, were taken and baptized. And so, what does that mean, Cornelius? When Peter went to his house and preached the gospel unto him, the Holy Ghost fell, and they were saved. And Peter said, "Who can forbid water that these may be baptized?" when the when the Ethiopian eunuch was on the road, and the Spirit sent Philip. To that man's chariot, and he began to preach to him from Isaiah 53 about Jesus Christ suffering and dying, that we can be saved. And uh, he got saved. And uh, Philip said, how Do you even understand what you're reading? And he said, How can I accept some man teach me how uh, we have failed to do the teaching part in the Great Commission? How uh, we have failed, how uh, when Jesus said uh, you would say. You would think that some of the most precious memories, if you have, let me put it to you like this, if you have somebody on their deathbed and they call you in and they're about to leave this life, you know that and they know that. And The very last thing they say to you uh, would be their final wishes. Would you not want to keep their final wishes? What does that have to do with this? Well, right before Jesus Christ ascended to the Father, uh, one of the very last things that He said on this earth I was now I charge you. All authority is given unto me in heaven and earth. And now I commit you, I charge you to go forth into all nations, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever that I have commanded thee. He said baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. And Those are the things that he said as he ascended. One of the very last things he told the church to do is to baptize. Does that sound like it's optional to you? Does that sound like it's something that... And so, and so the, the Ethiopian eunuch was saved. Philip preached to him that the man was saved. And they came upon some water. And he said, see, here is water. What does hinder me to be baptized? And then Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you can be. Baptism is always followed after faith. In other words, faith and repentance and salvation always has to precede baptism. That's the way it was set up. Being baptized without being Saves first does you no good. Uh, There are loads of people in this world uh, baptized as infants uh, and basing that on the faith of their mama and their daddy. And so their mama and their daddy have faith, they baptize them as infants, uh, but that does that child no good. No good. And so we don't believe in that. We believe uh, that you, uh, because it's a burial. That's what baptism is, and that's what I want to preach just for a minute. Baptism is a burial. That's what it's intended to be. That's what the Apostle Paul said. Acts chapter 22. He's talking to Ananias. Paul has just been saved. Saul of Tarsus is no more. And the Apostle Paul is now born. And so Saul of Tarsus died. Uh, When you're saved, whether you realize this, if it's ever been explained to you, uh, you have died out to self, you've died out to sin, and that's really the hardest part probably about getting saved, is dying out to self and turning everything over to Him. And so, but that's what has to happen. And so, uh, so we essentially, when we're saved, uh, the old man is now dead, and uh, and so a new man is now born. Uh, So Saul of Tarsus died. On the road to Damascus, and the Apostle Paul was born on the road to Damascus, and he's recounting his story. I mean, he's uh, recounting his story. He's he's telling his experience of when the Lord saved him. And Ananias comes in. Ananias has had a vision that the Apostle Paul and that Saul of Tarsus has been saved. And God told Ananias to go. Go to this man. Go to this man who we he heard so much about. And tell him. I baptize him. I've chosen him to be a vessel. So Ananias goes into where Paul's at. And Paul has scales on his eyes. He can't see. And, and, and they get that squared away. He tells his experience. And what does Ananias say to him? He said, Paul, why tarryest thou? Arise and be baptized. In other words, it's essential for Paul to be baptized. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ was baptized. He went into the water and was baptized in John the Baptist in Jordan. And the Bible says they came up straightway out of the water. And he said it becomes us to fulfill all righteousness. At that moment the Father opened up heaven and a voice began to be heard saying this is my Son in whom I am well pleased. Believe ye Him. At the same time the Spirit descended. Father, Son, and Spirit all in one place. The Spirit ascended in the form of a dove and watered on him. I'm telling you, there's something special about going into the water. There's something special. It's not just an ordinance. It's not just a sacrament. It's not just an outward expression of an inward change. Though it is all of those things, but there's so much more to that. And the Apostle Paul was trying to teach that to the church at Rome. He said, "Know ye not. In other words, do you not know? Apparently there were some of them that had been baptized, that had no idea what that, had, what that even meant, what that ordinance was. And I'm afraid that's the case in our churches. He said, do you not know that so many of us, as was baptized into Jesus Christ, was baptized into His watch? we weren't baptized into His life, we were baptized into His death. That's what baptism is. That's what it all means. That's what Paul was trying to get them to understand. It's telling this world that the old man has died and is no more going to be with you. The old man is completely dead and completely buried. That's what baptism is. It's a watery grave. It represents that when Jesus Christ died as our representative, that I died in Him. That when He died and was buried in the tomb, He carried my sins. And in that essence, I died with Him. And if I died with Him, when He raised from the dead, I also raised with Him and the justification. That's what baptism is all about. It's going into a watery grave. That's why we as Baptists don't sprinkle. But we believe it's complete and total immersion. When somebody's dead, you don't just sprinkle dirt on him, you bury them. Fully submerged under the dirt. That's what the water represents. Peter said it like this. He said, and he didn't want anybody to misunderstand, but he said the locked figure Talking about Noah and the Ark. And he said, that's a like figure of baptism. Because Noah and his family went into that ark. That ark was their coffin. The waters came from beneath. The waters came down from above. They were completely covered in water. But when the ark, when the water bore that ark up and carried into a new world, he said, That's the like figure about baptism, that it saves us but then so nobody would misunderstand. He said not putting away the filth of the flesh. Simple baptism without faith will do you no good. But it's the answer of a good conscience toward God. And so, let me ask you this. Has God not been good to you when He saved you? I don't want to seem like I'm fussing, but when, when, when the Bible says he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, He that believeth not shall be damned. Uh, The believing, the saving, and the damnation hinges on the believing, not the baptizing, on the believing. Uh, That's what he meant. Uh, He that believeth not shall be damned. But let me ask you this. If God has saved you, If He's he's brought you from death to life, if He's been so gracious as to extend His mercy to you, if He's been so gracious as to wrap those big arms of love around you and pull you to Him, as to call you out of darkness and into light, if He's been so gracious as to keep you out of hellfire and damnation, if He's been so gracious to you to give you a roof over your head, shoes on your feet, food on your table, I've worked with people in my life that will only do the bare minimum ever required of them because they're lazy. Because they don't want to work. And they don't want to do it. I'm afraid that's the place that a lot of people read right in church. It's not essential to salvation. But what you're telling Him is I just want to do the bare minimum. That's not the way it should be. Yeah. It's not the way it should be. Has He not been better to you than that? That when He said, I want you to do this for me, has He not given you enough? How, what has He not given you? that you're not will a preacher, I can't do what David did. I can't get up there and tell. Now why not? Why not? It's no big thing. I've been married to my wife for 25 years. I have no problem telling a group of people I'm in love with her. I love her. She's my bride. Do you, have, do you suppose it would be any different? as the bride of Christ, to get up in front of a bunch of people and just tell them you love your bridegroom. Tell them you love the one that saved you. And that's not hard to do. It shouldn't be hard to do. It shouldn't be hard to do at all. Paul does it three times in the book of Acts. Tells his experience. And so people just want to do the bare minimum. Has God not been better to you than that? Has He not been better to you than that? That you wouldn't... His last request to go forth and baptize In the name of the Father. What you're telling the world is that old man is dead and I have died in him. And not only have I died with him, I've died in the self and I've died in the sin. And baptism is a picture of that. When they put you in a little moment of time, we're fixing to have a baptizing and I'm going to put them under the water and they're going to be buried in that watery grave. That signifies that that old man is dead. He no longer exists that he's been born again or she's been born again. And when you come up out of the water, that's a perfect picture of a resurrection. Coming up out of the grave. For just if we believe, that's what Paul wrote, if we believe that we died with Him, we shall also reign with Him. That's what it's about. Baptism is a burial. Baptism is an ordinance. It is a commandment. It's not optional no matter how much we've treated it like it is. It is a holy thing. It's a thing that Jesus Christ commands you to do. It's a thing that Ananias said, why do you tarry? Why are you waiting? I'd ask some of you that same question. Why tarry us now? Arise and be baptized. Uh, let me, some of you, and Sister Jen pointed out, that, that some of the Sunday school kids are, are confused and they need an answer. I'm not trying to be ugly to you. I'm trying to help you. You realize if you've been saved, and I don't know if you have, and I'd never tell you one way or the other. I don't have that authority. But if God Almighty has showed you a time and a place and you know something happened, I'm afraid what you're waiting on will never come. He'll never grant you more faith until you exercise what He's already given you. You're going to have to test it. You're going to have to try. You're going to have to Prove it, and so try. Why, tarry us now! Arise and be baptized. Again, we—I know—we're in a, a culture that people are scared. That well, if I join this church, what if I—what if I start dating somebody down the road that goes to a church and don't fellowship this? What a mess that'd be! I'm telling you, put all of that out of your mind. But follow the spirit of the Lord, and He will not leave you own. He will not do it. Why Terry south? Arise and be back. Listen, I want the best for you. I want you to eat of the good of the land. I want you to enjoy salvation. I want you to know to have blessed assurance. I want you to to be sure of your testimony and make your calling and election sure. But once you've squared all of that away, there is one thing you need to do. It's not optional. It is a direct commandment. Repent and be baptized. It's a commandment. It's not really optional no matter how we portray it. It's not optional. God's been too good to us. He's been too good to you. Think about what He's done for you. He saved you and you won't do this for Him. You're gonna, if, if that be the case, and I don't know your heart, but I would just like to Warn you that there's going to come a day every last one of us is going to stand before a holy God. I'm going to have so much to answer for that I'm so ashamed of. But one thing that I can honestly say, I will not have to look at Him in the eyes and have Him say, I commanded you to be baptized and you refused. Why? Why? You're going to give an account for that. It's a direct commandment. I say this, as a church, we need you. And you might not realize it, but as an individual, you need the church. In today's culture, when they're coming after your children, mamas and daddies, you need the church of the living God. And this church, what if nobody ever got baptized? What if, what if all of us just said we ain't getting baptized? Well, there'd be no church to carry on. And can I tell you this? You are hindering somebody else by not fulfilling the commandment of the Lord. Amen. You absolutely are. Absolutely. People don't agree with that. I've had people get on me, fuss at me for saying, uh, for saying things like that, but it's true. If I, if I got up here and refused to preach what the Lord gave me to preach, what would you say to me? Now, Brother Benji, you are hindering somebody. from. I'll tell you it's no different. If God has told you to do something and you've not done it, you are hindering not only yourself, but other people. Can you not see that? I'm not trying to fuss on you. I'm not doing this for my glory that I can baptize you. I don't have to bow. You can pick anybody in this church to do that if you don't want me to do it. I'm trying to help you. I want you to be free. I want you to be saved. I want you to be found faithful. I want you to be a member of of this church or another body. See, God will put you... And listen... Not always where you think you want to go. He'll put you where He can receive the most honor and the most glory. You see, once we figure out this life ain't about us, it's about Him that I must decrease and He must increase. And so, Lord, I'll go where You send me. I'll join where You send me. I'll be baptized where You send me. I'll take part in that assembly where You send me. No matter what man says about that, listen to at church, man is not on you. But God that saved you, He's the one that bought you with a price. And so when He says do it, don't matter what man says, it really don't. I know feelings are hurt. I realize that. And I'm sorry, I really am. My heart breaks for a lot of you that are closer to it than I am. I don't understand it because I'm not from here. But let me just put this to you follow the Spirit of the Lord. God will deal with men. And I'll say this, I hope not only Up Church, but I hope every church, even those that don't fellowship us, I wish them well. I want their people to be saved. I want them to have revivals that we talk about a hundred years from now. And if they follow the Spirit of the Lord when it comes to our preaching repentance and salvation by grace through faith, God will bless them and He should. Amen. 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 Let me say this. Whatever they do has no bearing on what we do. We are an independent body. And so today, I just want what's best for you. Is the Lord moving you here? I don't know that. I wouldn't make any rash decisions. As Brother David said, until you get that feeling, I sure wouldn't join. I wouldn't join just for the sake of being a member somewhere. I'd wait for the Lord to show me where. But let me ask you this. If He has, if you know this is where you need to be, if He has showed you that, I can ask you the same question Ananias asked Paul. Why tarry us out? There are people that are in this church that are lost and they need to be saved. We need your help. Why tarry us out? If God has saved you, I know you're scared. It's a big thing. It's a big thing to come around and face this many people and tell you, if God has saved you, can you not do that for Him? Do you not love Him enough? But he says, I want you to be back. Daddy used to tell me, and I'd question as a kid, I'd question why. He'd tell me something and I'd say why. And the answer I hated, I hated it more than anything, was because I said so. I hated that. Because it didn't really explain to me, what. Why? Why are you saying? Didn't really. It still didn't make sense to me. But you know what? I knew he meant what he said, and I did it because he said so. Even when I didn't understand it. But you know the great thing. As I got older, I got to understand the why behind it. I understand now, and I didn't then. That's the way it was when I was baptized. That's the way it was with well, that church at Rome. They were baptized because he said so. But Paul wanted them to understand, no you not. Do you not know that so many of us as we're baptized into Jesus Christ we're baptized into His death? That's the why behind it. It's not just because He said so. He's got a purpose for what He said. God's got a purpose for what He commands. And He's got a purpose for baptism. It's a death. It's a burial. And glory be to God, it is a resurrection. It is a resurrection to a new life. What you're telling this world is I will not have anything to do with you any longer. That man is dead. And a new man has just risen. Do you have faith? If you say yes, then what hinders you? We're going to have another song and an invitation for members again. The doors are still open. This ain't the way I normally preach. I'm not usually... I don't know, it's just different. Uh, Maybe it was okay. I feel like I made a mess. Baptism is a burial. Baptism is not optional. Baptism is a commandment. And when you join the church, this thing is serious. You enter a covenant one with another. A covenant... Well, that's a good thing. I'm proud to be a member at Lafayette. I'm proud to be a pastor here. Proud to be a member here. Proud to have you as my brothers and sisters. There are so many joys that you are missing out on if you've never been baptized. So many. So many blessings, so many opportunities. Search your heart. Get you a song. Let's stand. And I pray as we sing this, if you've been saved, I pray that God would revealed that to you. If you have any doubts, that He'd clear up every doubt. He'd begin to knock at your heart and draw you up here. If this is where he wants you, why, tear yourself, arise and be baptized. Go ahead, brother.